one, two, three. That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Uh, welcome to the Doctor's Brew. I'm your host, Dr. Abdelaziz Al-Khayyab. And with us today is Dr. Hissa Al-Auda, the legend herself. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so, everybody, and uh, sorry, I just, I, this is not the usual format of how we dive into things on the brew, but really, she's a legend amongst us trainees. Just to brief you guys on who she is. I knew her before she knew me, before the uh, Doctor's Brew even existed. Uh, Dr. Hissa did us all the kindness of looking through kind of like on calls and just analyzing them down and making a website. Um, uh, sorry, what's the name of the website? Med exactly. On Call. Med On Call website that kind of puts in the basics of on calls, common word calls, stuff like that. Things simple, things like how do we correct magnesium? How do we correct potassium real quick? All those kind of for, those dosages and stuff she put them all on there so she has been critical to me not only performing well in on calls but also surviving <laughs> the on calls so i really do thank you thank you so much for this kind of introduction it's i i mean every word of it honestly um so dictator hassa is an r1 and yes. what else do you mind telling us uh, so I'm um, Arwen Kuwaiti Board of Internal Medicine, mm-hmm. and I'm also the Chief Resident. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I graduated in 2020 from Kuwait University, so in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Then I started working in Farwaniya Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started with medicine mm-hmm. to get it out of the way. That okay. was my plan initially. I, I never <laughs> wanted medicine. I hated medicine. I just wanted to get it out of the way. I mm-hmm. just wanted to start with it and just you know never come back to it. Mm-hmm. I wanted psychiatry initially, by the way. Uh- yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. I really love okay. psychiatry. I still do. Very cool. Yeah, so I started with medicine, and it was very hectic. Uh, we we were in the middle of a pandemic, and instead of having three months of medicine, I ended mm-hmm. up having six months of medicine. Six months. Yeah, so half of my intern Wait, year. Wait, how come? What was? Why was it extended? Because the due to COVID, we used to have like two months of public health, mm-hmm. and those months are either in medicine or you. Remember the vaccine centers and the stuff? We had yeah. to work there or in the medicine, medical wards. Oh, okay. So they, they choose for you. And even during my surgery rotation, they kind of forced me to go back to medicine. <laughs> so yeah, so half of my year was in medicine. So they kind of brainwashed you into medicine. Exactly, is that fair to say? exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was very bad. During the first week, they, they had to throw me in a COVID ward and they were like, okay, this is life. You have to deal with it. And I had like seven to eight patients per day. It was wow, very hectic. Wow. But this is the only way I really knew that I wanted to do this for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Like mm-hmm. during the first month, I know that, okay, I don't want to leave here. Even right. during my other rotations, I used to just like go work with them mm-hmm. for that few hours. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I can leave, I go back to my medical unit and help them out. So, yeah, that's how it started, my love for medicine, I guess. Uh, so, I guess something was born out of the pandemic that was positive for yeah, Kuwait. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Uh, now, before we get into the meat of this podcast, yeah. um, I want to just introduce, first of all, the stuff we're going to get into, like you probably assume by now, we're going to be talking about on-calls, everything on-calls, <laughs> and that's where all the interesting stuff happens. Oh. So, I think it's an awesome uh, topic to discuss. I know plenty of people want to hear about it. And for those incoming trainee doctors, please listen to this or watch this so that you don't go in blind like I did. <laughs> um, we all did. Y- we all did, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now, a few shout-outs uh, to, uh, to make. Of course, uh, I need to shout-out uh, Studio Stretch, as I've done before. Uh, they are located in Schwech. Uh, basically, they you go in, 
do a quick stretch. Someone can uh, help stretch you out. One of their, um, uh, I want to stretchologists. I think is the the proper term for it. Um, they're super great. They're super friendly. Uh, and I've said it before. And since we're talking about on calls, it's great after an on call if you're all tensed up. So uh, studio stretch. Uh, there we go. And also, I want to shout out Dream Med Scrubs. Uh, Dream Med Scrubs are a local scrubs brand. And by local, I mean the UAE, so local to the Arab world. Super comfy. Please check out uh, their website, order from them, use the discount code that we've provided. Um, really, guys, can't uh, recommend them enough. I've been wearing them. I just wore them this morning. That's why I had to change. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they're really great for the award. And I really do support us, like supporting local. Can't emphasize it enough. Uh, and uh, yeah, now before we get into it, it's very important discuss the coffee. Today's coffee was brought to us by Dictola Hassa. She was very nice. Okay, <laughs> uh, I I, w I was like, we have plenty of coffee here at the doctor's brew. Yet she managed to uh, supply the 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 brew to the doctor's brew today. So thank you very much for You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us, what did we order today? Cold brew. Cold brew? Yeah. Really? Yes, that's my favorite. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to tell you uh, some blasphemy I've done with cold brew before. Mm -hmm. I want to get your opinion. Okay. First of all, I apologize to all our viewers for what's, uh, what I'm about to say. <laughs> I used to put a little bit of cold milk in my cold brew. Why? It doesn't need any milk. Just just to break it off that, that intensity, just a smidge. Well, if it helps you, then I guess that's fine. See, so nice, so sweet. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, when someone comes on the podcast, doesn't drink coffee, I shame them. So you're You shouldn't judge people for what they drink. I, I mean... Well, you are the doctor's brew. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. I think I will not judge you for the... No, no, wait, you hold on. You will judge me. Hold on. I'm going to tell you who I judge. Some of my fellow trainees in immediate right now, and they know who they are, mm. okay? They'll go into Starbucks and they'll get like some iced Americano with two pumps of sugar-free chocolate with whipped cream. I don't yeah, know I what. Yeah, I do judge them then. We got the approval. <laughs> there we go. You are judged. You are condemned. <laughs> uh, nice. Okay, perfect. Let's 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 dive into things here. So we know a little bit about you. You studied in Kuwait. Yes. You're now in internal medicine. Okay, mm -hmm. but let's backtrack a little bit before internal medicine, before med school. Why medicine as a whole? Okay, so you probably won't believe this story, mm. but I'll tell it anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was always an A student, but I never really knew what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. I actually didn't like science that much. I enjoyed art, philosophy, psychology, but I ended up in, you know, just assuming that I would be an engineer, just like my parents, mm. and I just did it all the way up until graduation. Mm -hmm. So after graduation, I tried to log in into the system, the Kuwait University system, and it didn't work with me. So I had to use another password, forget my password, it didn't work at all. So I had to call them and they asked me to come to Khaldiya, the campus, mm -hmm. Kuwait University campus. So I had to go there and do it manually. When I went, uh, fortunately the girl sitting there, I knew her before, she was a friend. So she came and helped me with everything, with the setup, and she changed the password and everything. Sure. And once she saw my grades, she was like, Mashallah, Tab. <laughs> so basically she said, she like, I never thought of medicine. And once she brought it up, she implanted she the idea. like, yeah, light bulb moment. I was oh. like, wait, why did I never consider medicine? Mm. Why? Like, mm. you know when you know that you're you're good, but you never thought that you're good enough for this? Like, I never knew any doctors in my life. So I thought this is something unattainable, something that, you know, it's, 
it's like too far away mm-hmm. it's not I like, me a doctor like how would I be a doctor mm-hmm. what even is being a doctor you know so I I sat there thinking, I called my parents, I called everyone. She was like, take your time, you could sit. Like, fortunately, I knew the girl, otherwise she would just, you know, then she started like, noticing how nervous I got. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what? You probably won't get accepted. And I was like, why? <laughs> and now, now I wanted more, yeah, yeah, yeah. now <laughs> I wanted more. Why wouldn't I get accepted? Yeah. So she said, okay, so your grade is really good. You were like 97, but because the chemist, you failed chemistry, and then I remembered during the entrance exam, I just answered the English and maths. And once I reached to the chemistry part, I was like, okay, I don't need it for engineering. Wait, there's an entrance exam into? Yeah, for KU. Oh, you have okay. to, not entrance, like Mtihan Qudrat. Okay, you do to it see your level. Yeah, your oh, level. Okay, and then okay. uh, it gets um, added to your GPA oh, at okay. the end. So you might go down like 10, 10 marks really? or something. Yeah. Wow. So what happened is uh, once I reached to the chemistry part, I just started to fill this quantum sheet. Mm. I was too tired. And I was like, okay, khalas, I don't need it. Mm. I'll get accepted to engineering anyways. So I just uh, randomly put any answers and I got like 58. Mm. So for engineering, it was, uh, I could um, I could enter. Yeah. You will get in, we will do your schedule now. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Mm. But if you want medicine, mm. your grade will go from 97 all the way to 89. And I was like, 89? I never was an 80s person. Yeah. <laughs> How? How is it yeah. 89? She was yeah. like, you know what? Last year they accepted until 89.9 and your grade now is 89.8 i think Mm -hmm. and she was like only these couple of years they went down to 89 for some reason like every all the other years you know medicine needs a gpa of like above 90 percent or something right now it's maybe 95 uh so she said you know like most likely you won't get accepted and so i was like okay then I'd rather them kicking me out <laughs> than me never trying to be a doctor. Smart. You know what? Just just put it there, and we'll see. They won't accept me. Mm-hmm. And she, I, she probably thought I'm crazy. She was like, okay, sure, I'll put it. So I went back home. I started overthinking for two weeks. I was like, okay, like, what am I doing with my life? What, like, do I really want to be a doctor? Mm-hmm. I called her multiple times. She, tr- she tried to enter and she couldn't enter my account again for mm-hmm. some reason. It was locked. And she was like, خلاص, whatever. It's okay. You can always change. You can always leave medicine if you didn't like it. I was like, mm, okay. But I knew myself. I know I wouldn't leave it. If <laughs> I started something, I would probably want to know more about it. You yeah, know? makes sense. So I got accepted and people were happy because they got accepted. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, I was panicking and I decided to not think about it and just start and see where things go. Mm. So I started and during our first day, they told us that out of 200, we'll kick 100. Oh, that's sweet. That's nice. Yeah. And like only 100 will go to second year. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yes, perfect. This is my vibe. I love (laughs) this. I want this. I will. One foot out the door. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's just a year. Mm. It's fine. I can see what they have. And like, if I don't like it, I can leave or they will kick me anyways. Mm-hmm. So I won't study. I'll keep chill. And what I call it now is like my years of denial. <laughs> my like my first two years of uni were full of denial. Like mm. I knew I wanted something, but I don't didn't really want it. But I was not sure what I wanted to do with my life. So I continued like living my high school life while casually being at uni, you know, yeah. I was not really there. I, I didn't even make friends. I, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. Why would I make friends? I mm. don't want to. So yeah, then starting 
it mag- it, like, I took two years of that. It, it was very weird. I just passed like randomly. I didn't even get good grades. And then once I started third year, things changed for me. We started mm-hmm. studying uh, systems. Okay. So it was a bit different now. So just so we're clear, I'm, I'm not too familiar with the quit. Yeah, uh, we have seven years. Seven years, first two? Four, four is preclinical. Okay, four And three pre-clinical. is clinical. Okay, and then the so first two Two is more b- micro, biochemistry, more basic sciences. Basic sciences. And the, se- the third and fourth are more system-based. So we started with like hematology, cardiology, okay. endocrine. Yeah, so it's more oriented, you know? It's mm-hmm. more medical. Yeah. It's still not patients and still th- theory, but it's more medicine than mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. and second. So I started to like medicine here, but still not really. I passed fourth year, and then once I started working in the hospital, mm-hmm. I hated medicine. Oh. Yeah, I, and then, you know what So happened? far, there's some, uh, there's a few yellow or red flags yeah, popping they are, they so are. far. <laughs> That's why I wanted to say the story, because pe- people sometimes think that they don't, they don't like something, but it's not really that, you know? What happened mm. is I was actually just anxious. I didn't know what I wanted, and once I went to the hospital, I didn't see any support, you know? Peop- like, doctors who were supposed to be our mentors, they were just, like, yelling at us. They were just expecting us to know things that we didn't really know, mm. you know? We needed guidance. Yeah. We didn't need someone to just ask us questions. You need a podcast that talks about everything non-medical, uh, medical, <laughs> medical, non- oh my God, I, I jumbled <laughs> up my own ad. <laughs> I'm teasing, go uh-huh. ahead. So what happened is I hated them. Mm-hmm. But what what happened is I thought that I hated medicine, but the reality is I just hated how I feel when I'm in the hospital. Okay. So it took me a few years. I did all like, I learned all about myself. I focused on myself rather on medicine. And after like tackling my anxiety and all the things that were annoying me actually at work, Mm -hmm. I discovered that I really liked it. It was just my anxiety speaking. That's amazing. Yeah, for example, I'll give you ex- an example. The issue was, you know when like you're a student and you go to the hospital and someone asks you a question in the rounds and you're like standing there and you don't know what to do. And at that moment, you think that you hate rounds, but you don't. It's just the question, the way they do it. You know, you hate how absolutely, you feel absolutely. at that moment. Yeah. So I associated that feeling with the hospital mm. rather than the patients and the medicine itself, like mm. the knowledge that. So once I worked on that anxiety and worked on my knowledge, things changed 100%. Like, mm. you know what the saying, like, knowledge is power? Yeah. It is power. It's, mm. it's, you, you cannot imagine how your confidence can change 100% when you work on your knowledge. You mean like medical knowledge? Yeah, in general, like if you're afraid of something, you should learn about it. You should yeah. learn more about it rather than just stay avoid in your it. fear and avoid it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's what happened. I started hating it. And then w- once I got into the depth, you know, I understood it exactly. And I understood why I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I started really understanding myself more. Mm-hmm. And once I understood myself more, I understood that it's not about medicine. It was more about me dealing with my anxiety, how I felt, how I, I felt judged by them, you know? Yeah. And once I worked on that and worked on myself, my knowledge. But then I how did you deflect that? Because that, that's a big thing to feel it like. Is. It is. Because, okay, I understand how you might have enjoyed the job, mm-hmm. okay? But it's still a big deal to say every time I go into this workplace, mm-hmm. I am being triggered with my anxiety and feeling people are judging me, you know? Mm-hmm. So how were you able to overcome that, though? 
honestly, what I did is during med school, I was stuck with like certain hospitals mm-hmm. and certain people, and I kept going back to them. You know, I just it was like what do they call it Stockholm syndrome <laughs> I kept like going back to them and yeah. I I was tortured but I wanted to prove a point and just kept going back mm. going back even when I started training here I was in a different hospital and I which hospital were you let's not mention that okay uh, it, it was a toxic uh, place okay, okay. we're gonna uh, off air we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna okay, ask you okay, okay I will tell you <laughs> okay so it, it wasn't like the whole hospital but like yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't feel comfortable you know I believe that every person has the place that they will feel more comfortable at absolutely I can I can enjoy Farwania you might not enjoy it for yeah. example you might enjoy Amiria I might not I've heard you know every hospital in Kuwait every time I've asked anyone about every hospital yeah toxic Toxic. Yeah, yeah. Toxic. It's different. It's different. Like every, every person hospital. is definitely different. Yeah, yeah. So I was not comfortable, and it triggered me. You know, it brought up memories from before graduation, mm. and it was not about the people currently there. It was more about what happened in the past and like mm. everything, how I felt about myself back then. Absolutely. And this, like when I graduated, it was post COVID. Mm. So not post COVID, like during COVID. Mm. So it was hectic. Very hectic. Yeah. The hospitals, like. I know we'll get into uncles, but during my first uncle, I literally cried in that word because the patient was really. hypotensive. Oh my I was God. like, I don't know what I'll do. And I just started sobbing. And the sister, the nurse, she, she hugged me. She was like, mm, it's her. okay, doctor. Mm. He's just hypotensive. <laughs> I'm like, no, he'll die. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's very hectic. It is. So what happened, and I'm not recommended this, recommending this to anyone. Not endorsed. Not endorsed. <laughs> But what happened is I proved a point to myself. What happened is during one of the days, I randomly drove off. I just left. Okay. I decided that I talked to them, of course. I didn't ditch them. Yeah. And, and like get, throw my patients Wait, at them. Wait, on call or like just no, like no, a just work regular, day? No, no, just a regular day. Work day, you just went. Yeah, I was like, listen. Yeah, I was listen. Okay. I ca- talked to the consultant. I was listen. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm not finding it help- helpful here. I do not... I cannot. I cannot give, and like it's not reciprocated. You know, the vibes are not vibing. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot be here. You know, we're not. We're not on the same. We're team. not on the f- same frequency yeah, right like, now. Yeah, like, we're not on the same page. Like, we're not vibrating at the right. At all. At all. <laughs> I tried my best. Like I stayed for a month. I. St- I, I, I Can I, I just really say you tried. sound very Gen Z though right now? Like where, the vibes are. Not I know, there but right I'm now. millennial. <laughs> by the way. Wait, wait. Which year? 1995. Is that mil- millennial? I'm not sure, but oh no, it is not millennial. Z, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I, I don't know. Ninety-eight. Am I millennial? What year are you? Ninety-eight. I think you're in the gray zone. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna say I'm a millennial because I think it's cooler than Gen yeah. Z. Sorry, Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you weren't vibing. Yeah, I was not vibing at all, and they took it the wrong way. Obviously, they mm-hmm. weren't like happy for me for finding myself. <laughs> they just clapped and be like, yeah. "Thank you." They were like, "Okay, we'll fail you," and they put like 20 out of 30. No. Yeah, but I was like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> Wait, sorry, I'm getting shocked right now. Because <laughs> I know. Can I just I tell you all? This is the great Hassan Oda. I'm not even joking. Everybody on the word. You know how many times? She's like, oh, Qawiyah. Wow, she's so smart. That Mashallah. was the moment I realized I was Qawiyah. Like from 1995 up until like 2021. Oh, okay, okay. It took okay. me like, how many years are that? I know, I'm not sure. But it took me a lot of years to realize that I can actually make a difference. I can wow. actually do something. Wow. I was always like, 
you know, confined, restricted. Mm. And once that moment, I know it, it might sound dramatic that like me leaving the hospital made me a powerful person, <laughs> but it did because I realized that we're not really stuck anywhere. We can do whatever we want to do if we put our minds into it and mm. actually start it and plan it. And I know it's it's a bit weird, but like I w- needed a fresh start. I just needed that. Like staying in a place that had so many bad memories was not helping. And the old Tessa would have thought that, you know, you should face your problems. You you shouldn't just run away, but mm. that's not always the case. And you weren't running away. Exactly. Although I f- it felt like it at first. I felt yeah. like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I just leaving? I shouldn't. I should face it. And, you know, but you are to facing them. it, but in a different way. Exactly. But yeah. I didn't realize that until later. Like mm. at that moment when I just left, at first I felt it didn't feel brave at first. It felt mm. a bit weird. Like, what am I doing? Am I leaving the whole industry? Like, am I am I leaving Ministry of Health? Yeah. Why am I just driving away, you know? Yeah, 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 and yeah. the next day I had a meeting with Kim's and I went and I was like, listen, I really want to be a good doctor. I just need the right environment for me. This is not working for me. Mm. It doesn't mean that this place is bad mm. or that I'm bad or like you're bad or like no one's to no blame. hard feelings yeah no hard feelings I'm okay and I don't really mind them putting any grades they want to put yeah. and even if you want me to repeat that month in another hospital I really don't mind it he was like no you don't have to repeat it they'll just have to grade you and you can like go and continue in another hospital and when I told them <laughs> the hospital they were they were thrilled that they can grade me, they can evaluate me for what I did. So that's why they put 20 out of 30. Oh, so they were happy to kind of get revenge. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was it's, it was weird. I won't get into details. Uh, we can discuss that later. Yeah, all I'm going to say is doinks, okay? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> what happened is I just left. Yeah. The second day, like right after it, like the, sec- the, the second day, I, I'm in a new hospital, mm. new personality, you know, <laughs> like now we'll start again. Now I feel like you had a cape flowing, like yeah, a superhero like, cape. Hello, this is Dr. Hesla, you know, <laughs> like I went from... 2.0. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. an upgrade, you know, yeah, yeah. and things started to, like I had a different image of myself, if that makes sense. Like I mm. saw myself differently mm. during that day. And things just changed from that moment instead of like even like even psychiatry. My love for psychiatry was more of love of understanding myself, you know, Mm. it wasn't I I like psychology. Mm. I love it. I still Mm. do. I read about it. I'm all about, you know, personalities. Who's your favorite favorite psychologist, psychiatrist? No one. (gasps) Amazing answer. I know. 20 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So I realized that okay, actually like medicine now that I'm in a comfortable space, I'm yeah. in a like, safe environment. Yeah. Now I can study, I can flourish. Absolutely. And it started here, you know, my first uncle in a different hospital, you know. And what was it like? It was very hectic. We had 14 words, if I'm not mistaken, and we were... Medicine, right? Yep, okay. medicine, COVID and non-COVID because oh. we had like separate COVID words. Yeah, there yeah, were yeah. like three or four. And when you have a COVID word, it's like filled with pneumonia. <laughs> and all of them are either going into like desaturation, pulmonary mm-hmm. embolism, ARDS, like they're all dying. They're all, yeah. I, I, I finally understood oxygen during that, 
that yeah. period, you know, like nasal cannula, face mask, like FiO2, like the concentration, high flow machine, BiPAP, CPAP. Like I never really understood it before that moment. Yeah, no. Like, you are in a situation that patient is like on 40 liter high flow and their saturation is 60 and they're happy. <laughs> and they're like, okay. They have no symptoms at all. They call it happy yeah. hypoxia. And it was very bad. Like yeah. people were dying and they were not complaining. Well, you know, actually like an oxygen thing, I realized, and while I was working in medicine, I realized something. So when, so my dad, w when he had, um, he eventually was on long-term oxygen, mm -hmm. okay, because um, he had uh, lung cancer. And uh, I was, you know, I'm his uncle, I was his uncle doctor. Mm. And so at home, his target saturations were quite low, like in the 80s, you know. Mm. So, I w you know, I'd see my dad's saturations like 80, uh, 89. I was happy. I was like, oh, mm. awesome. Great. Keep going with my day. And what I realized was that on the wards, that was not very smart. <laughs> so so pa there would be patients who are like, doctor, patient saturation 82. I'm like, ah, it's fine. And then mm. I, I realized mm. when I was actually talking about managing mm. that that's not okay. Mm. You know? This is not okay at all. At all. And now you know, I'm glad. It, no, and so <laughs> that, 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 what, what it goes to show you is how the experience changes exactly. your theoretical knowledge. Exactly. You can think in your head, I want oxygen to be 100% all mm -hmm. the time, but it's only when you're working that you actually realize yeah. what that implication, how yeah. to manage it. And that. that you don't really want it at 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's amazing, actually. Yeah. So what happened is... Uh, it was just me and another person, like another trainee. And in Farwania Hospital, the assistants cover the ER. Mm. So they're not with us in the wards. So right. the 14, 13 wards are distributed among like two trainees or three. Okay, so how was the new hospital? Now you've left the old hospital, new energy, new force going into, it was Farwania. Yes, it was Farwania Hospital. Yes. It was like starting all over. I needed a fresh start and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It felt like I just graduated again, you okay. know? Although I was just graduated like a few months back, but starting in a new hospital, not knowing the people there, mm. having no idea. It's like going to another country, honestly. Even the population is different, the patients are different, the I cases. I think is the most diverse. It is, it's amazing. You see things like Africa from Africa. Yani mm. You can see the randomest infections. You see all sorts of TB. Like all sorts of all TB. All sorts. Like not, not one kind of TB. No, just one kind. You see like Pott's disease and like Still's disease. Yeah. You see like all the weird rheumatological, you know, you, you see everything. Basically internal medicine playground. Exactly. Okay. It was amazing. And you, I know like the turnover is really fast mm -hmm. and the patients keep changing. You know, you get new patients every day, every mm -hmm. few days and you actually discharge patients. They don't stay forever in the hospital like no other hospitals. Chronic, yeah. <laughs> no, we have chronics, but not as much. Yeah. The population is a bit younger mm -hmm. and more diverse from all over the world, literally. Mm -hmm. Even the prison cases, they come to us. Right. And from airport, patients who come from airport and mm -hmm. something happens in the plane, they, they come to us. Mm -hmm. So the population is from usually you, you can't even talk you mm. had like to translate you get random portals you you like you might take a full history 
with like sign language. Right. Wow. And you have to really understand and depend on your like clinical judgment and the signs and actually examining patients. And yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. I loved it in Farwaniya. So what happened is I started and it was mid-pandemic mm-hmm. and we were only a few trainees in every unit. Yeah. And we had more words since it's COVID. So we have COVID words and non-COVID words. So mm-hmm. in total, we had around 13 to 14 words. This was during a normal day or on call? On calls. Okay. We had to cover 14 words. Okay. Uh, and during the working day, we had separate teams. Like the COVID team is a separate team than the medical team. Mm-hmm. And I was in the COVID team. So uh, during on calls, we were just two trainees. What we used to do is instead of waiting for the word calls, mm-hmm. we would enter the words one by one and see who's sick in that word. <laughs> yeah, basically preventative <laughs> medicine. Uh-huh. We went into the word and we saw all the sick patients. We like split the word, do all the calls, and then move to the next word. Mm-hmm. And it was actually good doing it with a friend. Mm-hmm. We were not friends before, so I met her at that time. She's a pediatric resident now. But at that time, it was the best thing ever. We learned how to do an on-call together. So we were both really nerds. So what we did is we started, we started approaching medicine like the other way. Instead of seeing medicine as diseases, we started seeing them as symptoms, as complaints. Uh, what is the cold? Like, the nurse calls me and she says, the patient BP is dropping. What does that mean? You know, what's the algorithm in my head? Yeah. At first, I didn't have anything. How do I approach? Exactly. At first, I didn't know. If you told me <coughs> shock, I can know how to differentiate shock. Like yeah. Distributive. Whatever. But if you tell me the BP is dropping, I would just stop there and not have no idea what to do next. Yeah. Fluid? <laughs> yeah, like, fluid? What? Why? Like... What is this? Like, what is BP? Here's some water. <laughs> yeah, during my first on-call, I literally cried because of hypertension. So I didn't know. Even one time, the BP was high in a patient, and the son came to me, and he's like, Tirvain, you know, and Tiradia, Ummi Dakta Mirtafa. Oh, they I was like, what? Line. Like, oh, what? This line. And, oh. I, and I actually answered. I was really terrified. And I was like, La Umradia. Like, should not cool. What am I, I supposed I to really, say in this situation? Can I just comment one thing about on-calls? <laughs> Please do. I, and I've said this before, I think, honestly, if we do two things, we're going to save 80% of on-call time that is mm-hmm. wasted. Explain, when a patient is admitted, mm-hmm. to the patient and family, what is an on-call doctor? Exactly. And what is a treating doctor? Exactly. A treating doctor is the doctor that decides the plan. Mm-hmm. The on-call is there for emergencies. Exactly. Don't call me at 2 a.m. and be like... Explain. Explain. I'm like, I, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, no, I can't. Please, no. So that's one. Two, if we just stick to family visiting times. And if we have social workers, like proper social workers, proper PRO, proper, like everyone, we're doing everyone's job, except being doctors. Exactly. I end up printing, getting like ink. And like working the IT system. And it's a problem like because that's waste of your is, time. It is. You know? It is. We just need improvement in the system. If, honest, if that happened, we would be better doctors. I definitely agree. Yeah, we waste so much of our time doing unnecessary stuff. What was your worst on-call story? Well, to be honest, they're too traumatizing. I, I don't even remember after that. Oh. It goes blank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, But, you know, I'd rather the busy on calls rather than the like difficult patients and relatives i'd rather yes. like, 
I'm sorry to say this, but like a sick patient, I would know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. But a difficult relative who's shouting at you, mm-hmm. it gets, to, I'm already anxious. I don't yes. need you yeah. to make me more anxious about my life and my life decisions. No, the, the problem that I, I, I've seen with why, this is, why I find it an issue is because, how can I put it? You've, I, 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 get, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I've been in that place where I was the relative that was scared and confused. Exactly. I've been there. But the thing is, I also have a patient at the same time who needs m- their antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain to you what's happening to your relative mm-hmm. because you missed the, the ward round at 9 a.m. Exactly. Uh, you can be at an arrest and a relative from the next room would be like, Yes. like, the woman is dying. The woman next door yeah. is dead. I'm trying to bring her back to life. And you're annoyed that it's too cold in the room? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but I can't. I need to choose. I need to prioritize. And they yeah. won't get it. So you need to just smile and wave and try to be as calm as you can. I had a moment of, like, I got very disappointed. I think once... I was speaking to a patient's relative and kind of was explaining, hey, like, I there was a patient who was dying. Did mm. you not want me to see them? And they kind of just went. I don't remember the exact words, but there was you, an air of, I don't care, you know? Mm. Like, they don't. You know? Mm. Yeah. That's and it, it, that broke my heart. I, that was a real moment for me of, wow, humanity is not what I think. Entitlement. <laughs> Entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement is a big deal in the on-call. It is. And that's why I like Farwani Hospital. Less entitlement? Yeah, definitely less. Mm-hmm. The patient, thank you for like being sick. Like They're sick and they're thanking you for your existence. Can I, can I just say that if anyone is listening that is um, not necessarily medical and is a patient, just really saying thank you and not the fake thank you, not yeah. the, yeah, and then you're just, as you're leaving, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean a genuine, like, thank you for doing this makes your night it does it does and instead what we get is you get home and you find a tweet about you, you know, like a random tweet like, yeah and you're like what yeah that's that's not true well I, I had a there was one patient that i was with in the on call for a whole hour mm-hmm. because they were poor prognosis and they were really anxious mm-hmm. and uh i tried my best and he, the patient held my hand and said Thank you. You made me feel heard. God bless you, my shino. And it, it feels good. It felt good. Yeah. But one hour later, but the next day I see on Twitter that apparently he was mad at some other doctors. Oh and it God. felt like all the stuff that I did just got undone. Yeah. It's not a nice feeling. It's not. No. It's not. And that's why we need to focus on why we are doctors. Mm-hmm. Because we do this for the patient, regardless of how the patient will feel about us you know it's not about us it's more about are they feeling better now Mm -hmm. and if they are that's that's the most important part of it Mm. and i guess even if one patient thanks you it can undone what like a hundred patients did absolutely so it's fine you'll get like a few nice people every once in a while yeah it bounces back up it does it it does does, definitely so that's why med uncle happened it was very traumatizing it was at the start i didn't know how to deal with anything can you before you get into like how did the the, the story can you just tell us in case people don't know what is med uncle okay so it's basically a website Mm -hmm. Uh, you can enter it, and it's very simple to use, mm-hmm. and that was mo- the point of it. I needed it to be like a quick guide 
uh, of the common word calls that you can get as an intern in medicine. So I'm speaking only about internal medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, it's divided into like vitals, complaints, labs. So that's mm-hmm. the main calls that you might get. You yep. might get a call about a lab, about calcium, potassium, sodium, hemoglobin, mm-hmm. and so on. Or you can get uh, a complaint that the patient said. So for example, I'm having abdominal pain, I'm like vomiting, or and so on. So the third part is the vitals. Mm-hmm. So the BP, heart rate, glucose, oxygen. Uh, what happened is it started for me when I was a trainee. I didn't do the website at first. It was more of a notebook that I had for me. And you made these algorithms yourself. Yeah, but it wasn't more of an algorithm as much as approach to. Like, how okay. would I approach hypoglycemia? How mm-hmm. would I approach? Like, I knew hypoglycemia in my head and yeah. I knew the causes of it, but I didn't really know what to do in case of like, okay, now patient is hypoglycemic. What would I do now? Yeah, in the moment I won't of. be like, okay, let's have a differential. It's not like that in an emergency setting. You mm. need to stabilize the patient. You need mm. to have your ABCs. Yeah. You need to be quick and precise in what you ask. So I started writing down before my own calls what I, I'm expecting to have in that uncle. So like BP, I started with vitals because mm-hmm. it's the most emergency uh, setting. So I started with like BP, high, low, mm. heart rate, high, low. And it made me feel really good about my uncles. I started knowing what to do. And then once I finished my intern year, so I told you I had like six months of uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. So after that, I, I, I was like an assistant in internal medicine. So it was February 2022. And my website started like January 31st. So one day before my assistant year, I was like, listen, you might like never have word calls again, but... Oh yeah, right, as an assistant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because in Farwani, yeah, I will just go to the ER. However, new trainees are coming and they have no idea what to do. And they, why would we let people relive that every year when we know how to deal with it? The panic of going in for your own call. I had people cry like full on, panic mode in front of me and I had to like deal with patients and deal with them because they're panicking and they have no idea what to do and we cannot blame them you can't it's, it's literally like it's life or death when it people is. are like is it, is it something that someone's gonna die over yes, yes. they're <laughs> gasping they're ga- people get like it's very traumatizing when I tell you that I don't have uncle stories it's probably because I was in fight or flight I had mm. to save lives and just move on. And once it's done, it's like, okay, it's over. Mm. Let's have a meal and watch an episode and pretend that nothing happened. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're traumatized every five days and it's a lot. So in order to decrease that trauma and make it more of a learning experience, I need to actually learn. Like, mm. how would I just go into it and expect to know everything? Even yeah. if I said it's seven years or eight years or even 10 years of medicine, it's different. It's not theory. These are patients, these are people. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I won't have word calls again, but people will. And if I need a selfish reason, the trainees will call me as an assistant. They're expecting me to tell them a full plan. Mm. And I noticed trainees when they panic, they, for example, for me, I used to see the patient put a plan and then call the assistant and approve of the plan yeah. before doing it. Because yeah. as a trainee, I didn't know. I just graduated. I'm not sure 100% of the plan. And if they approve, I would move on and do the plan. So I was like, okay, now I'm the assistant. They will call me for the approval. I better know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I was the trainee yesterday. Today, I'll be the assistant. 
So I was like, okay, let's make my life and their life easier by having a reference. Medicine is medicine. You know, it's a theme with you. You're being prophylactic. You're exactly. preventative. Exactly. That's what I learned from my anxiety. Mm. When you're anxious, you learn how to prevent anxiety. It's not like, it's not always tr- treatable. Sometimes you need to stop it before it happens. That's smart. That's Even really if smart. You'll have both ways. Like, of course, you'll treat anxiety. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you need to make it less frequent. Mm-hmm. And how do you make it less frequent? By preparing. Like, it's from the simplest thing, like preparing your clothes the nice p- night before, you know? Like sleeping early so you can wake up tomorrow, mm-hmm. studying for an exam so you can ace it. So it's the same thing. So you, you need to study for an on-call. Mm-hmm. It's actually something worth studying for. You'll yeah. have it every five days. Why would you want to die every five days? Of course. Why? You'd ra- I'd rather be prepared for it. So that's what happened. I started searching. And now it's not just for me. It's for thousands of people. So mm-hmm. I need like the information to be 100% true and at the end of the day like medicine is individualized i know medicine is medicine but each each patient is different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you cannot generalize and i keep I, I i think you notice like i keep telling saying in the website like every patient is individualized yeah. call your senior make sure whatever like yeah. you cannot just generalize and put a plan for everyone in the hospital mm-hmm. they're different uh, so that's what happened i started having started like doing a theme and mentioning the most common word cause and like vitals, complaints and mm-hmm. so on. And I started getting the information from trusted sources like, and making it more experience based, like things that I actually did in the hospital. Yeah. For example, in replacement of like potassium, I couldn't just copy paste from up to date yeah. because it's different what we have at the pharmacy. Uh, pot- uh, phosphate. I don't know if you noticed, but phosphate is very random and hard to replace. Yeah. And depends <laughs> on what you have in the pharmacy. And you end up like begging the pharmacist to help you out with the number and doses yeah. because you're not sure and you have so many options and up to date. Yeah. So that's what I did. So I had like pharmacists help me. I asked everyone. I even asked uh, one of the regs in Farwania Hospital, yeah. one of the seniors, the specialist, the head of the department, Tarana Ayla Mazidi. She reviewed the website with me. Oh, really? Yes, everyone oh, did. Amazing. It's, an, it's such an amazing idea what you did. They're, they're amazing. Like, mm. they, they all backed me up. Mm. Everyone reviewed it with me. They kept reviewing. They kept, like, I kept, like, sending it every single day. Like, I changed this word. Like, what do you think of this? Like, is it random blood sugar or glucose? Like, can mm. I say sugar? Can I say glucose? Like, yeah. what's the... I kept like bugging them <laughs> every single day because I didn't want people to have something that's not 100% accurate. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not it's people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot like send something out there and be like, okay, but <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, but here you go. <laughs> yeah. I need to be sure. It has it. implications, real exactly, world implications. Exactly. So I kept reviewing it. I still do every every weekend or so. I open it. I'm like, let's read, because <laughs> I like especially when the views are getting up now. Like it's almost 20k views wow yeah from the start so like so many people are there you made a medical resource a brand new medical resource i did and it's scary it really is but it's it's so uh, you should be so proud because what you know what's the the benefit of it is the fact that it's digital Imagine if it was a journal and someone's going in like, yeah. okay, we potassium. had one, we had one before, no and it's way. amazing, but it's like it's too it's too big. Like yeah, I cannot, yeah, yeah. I cannot like pulmonary embolism. Like what to do? Like <laughs> I cannot read it, and the yeah, patient yeah. is here, and like, what are you doing, doctor? Like you're searching. Yeah. <laughs> are you not sure of how yeah. to deal with my dad? No, okay, like I need to read. So the website was that. That's why I'm a bit. Uh, it's a bit hard now to expand. 
because mm. I don't want it to be a lot. Mm. I need it to be precise and to point. Mm. And that's the issue. That's another issue that I'm dealing with now. I want to expand, but I don't know how to expand without making it extensive. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another thing. But so far, I think it covers the most important things. Definitely. It does. Uh, maybe I might add like ER-related casualty, mm-hmm. but yeah, still working on it, I guess. I mean, you know what I used it for? What I used it for? with for uh, word salad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I did was I realized that I, I kept looking these things up and I kept being so nervous. So what I did is every time I got a call, let's say, I don't know, Magnesium low. Mm. Every time I would open up the 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 website, check magnesium, mm-hmm. check the levels, check the treatment, even if I knew. Exactly. I did it a few times, and then by the last time, you we're know good. it now. We're, yeah. we're done. We're st- yeah. we're cruising. That's the point. Yeah. Because yeah. with time, you'll know how to research things. You know how to study things. What's the important thing? But meanwhile, yeah. until you're at that level, Training you need wheels. some help. Yeah, you need some help. You need a push. Mm. And then you can do it by your own. For example, you get word calls that not in any book or any website. Difficult family member, what do I do? Exactly. And I will not have a page on that. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Yeah, I have agitated patient because it's about the patient, Mm. but not the family. Mm. Definitely not the family. Now, uh, with on calls, do you think that the fact that this resource has been made what do you think is this a reflection of do you think that this reflects that the way we approach on calls in kuwait may be that we're under arming our trainees or incoming doctors well i think no one really told us how it's like it's it's very confusing you study something and you're just thrown into a hospital and someone tells you okay this is the word they have your number they might call you for anything yeah and you're like okay (laughs) okay and it's like an oski all the time exactly it's like like you, you're just holding your phone and waiting for a phone call and praying it's something stupid so you actually can't do it yeah. and hoping that no one dies Please you're just, just praying and ha- no one's dying during my own call so it's it's very stressful it's Extremely. very an- anxiety provoking I end up having palpitations the whole time yeah. so I needed something I needed and that's why I believe knowledge is power because mm. once you learn more you can deal with those stuff and your anxiety would be less mm. And yeah, I think it's, I did it because of the confusion around on calls. And because sometimes during those times, no one can really help you. It's no. really hard to ask for help. Even though people are helpful, people do help you, but... I've never had anyone not be helpful. Yeah, people never. do help you, but they're also struggling. Yes. They're dealing with so much and covering on calls, like you have two words, another person has two words. They can't leave their patients and come save you. Can I just say also that it, a lot of the issue with on-calls is imposter syndrome? It is. It is. Yeah. 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 You feel like, at least for me, I was like, I am I am not the doctor. I'm a fourth-year medical student yeah. from the University of Manchester, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. It is very hard. Even day-to-day work, you're, you're feeling, it feels very weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because you're not used to this. You're, not, you're always used to, like, having yeah. exams and, like, passing and someone evaluating you even now in residency i keep mm. telling myself i'm already a doctor yeah <laughs> i'm already i'm just training more yeah you know even if they evaluate me it's fine mm. i'm a doctor i'm here for a reason yesterday a patient asked me they were like are you a doctor I'm like, <laughs> yes i was like how many years have you been working as a doctor i was like three wow. I, yeah it's it's hard because people 
still don't you know they need to see like some huge yeah, figure yeah, yeah. to believe that they're a doctor or someone like with a I don't know lab coat and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know so it's hard especially with like even the population is not helping you yeah. so no one's really helping you so you need to work on yourself to get over this it's you know the thing that with on calls is where I feel like that's where you you do the most learning yeah, because definitely. you're at your rawest, you're mm-hmm. at your, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. And one thing that it does put to the test is uh, team communication. It does. I've been in situations and on calls where our, the team didn't communicate properly. Mm-hmm. Some other people's mistakes, some my mistakes. And what you come to realize is that now that you're free, mm-hmm. communication is, is, is absolutely key. It is, it is. I always say, like, you never know someone until you on call with them. It's like you you discover like the differences in people. You know what they're really made of during the uncle. Mm. Some uncles pass by very quickly because mm. the team is amazing. You know, even from the simplest stuff like getting coffee. You know, someone get ordering your favorite coffee, yeah. or like bringing sweets, or like checking on you, or like calling you and making sure, or like coming to the work call with you. Those simple things matter. Yeah, and if you feel supported you will excel in your uncles. And that's why I made, like one of the reasons I made the guide is like, okay, even if no one's supporting you, like this website is here for you, (laughs) you know? And I'm here for you. Uh, You can ask. Uh, One of my friends, she was very anxious during her intern year. She kept calling me during her uncles. So I had like my uncles and her uncles. And I kept like giving her plans and I was like, you know this. She's like, I know, but I need you to tell me again. I was like, okay. And with time, she started realizing that we all know the same things. It's just yeah. a matter of applying it and putting it into tests. The textbook is different to real exactly. life. Exactly, definitely, definitely. I remember uh, Dr. Mohammed Al-Fadala. Uh, mm-hmm. he, w- he was, I think, guest number three on the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, one of the assistants in my unit. I remember him telling me how there is a jump from a uh, medical student, like all the, it, the knowledge is all textbooks, to how am I actually going to use this? Mm-hmm on the ward definitely it's not actually as intuitive as you think mm-hmm. it takes it's time not. practice can, can i ask you one issue i struggle with in on calls yeah when an on call doesn't go well mm-hmm. for me i go home and i think i'm an idiot that happens to me so much and it feeds into the imposter syndrome is that something you ever struggled with well yeah <laughs> almost <laughs> every call <laughs> but it gets better really it does get better with time yeah definitely it gets better you get better at it and you start not only improving as a doctor, but also as a communicator, as mm. you know how to deal with patients, how to talk to nurses, how to get what you want, mm. how to get uh, the other specialties to and, like help you, mm. how you get, it, you get better at, like you believe in yourself more, so you start actually doing what you always knew how to do, but now actually doing it, you know? Right. Yeah, but it does, yeah. it, it's very hard. It's very hard, especially when one thing goes wrong and then, the day goes wrong and then yeah. the whole thing and it just like a snowball effect and you end up feeling like okay why, why am i doing this do i really want this do i want to yeah. leave am i like am i doing the right thing did someone die because of me and but you're sleep deprived the whole time yeah exactly mm-hmm. especially if it's the night shift yeah. they're the worst absolutely but it does get better if that makes you feel better <laughs> it does get better <laughs> thank you now i have one last parting question but it's yes. a long question take your time now i want you to imagine that i Mm-hmm. I'm a trainee who just came out of university, mm-hmm. which is easy to imagine because I am a trainee. <laughs> <laughs> who just uh, came out of university. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I just have a few months of experience, mm-hmm. which, eh, uh, okay, doesn't do much. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so 
I want you to tell me what you wish mm -hmm. someone told you when you were in that position. What would you tell me? Okay, so I would start with, it's okay. <laughs> it's definitely okay. Tears. Yeah, you can cry. <laughs> we all cried. And it's fine to have no idea what you're doing, especially at first. You're not a student anymore, and it's, it's different. It's different now. You're actually a doctor, and you need to know how is your, like, what is your style in being a doctor, because it's different. Like Every person has a different style. Just because your consultant does things this way doesn't mean that it's the right way. And just because they teach you one thing to do things, it doesn't mean that this is the right way to do it. So one thing that really helped me is going back and learning from the right source. Like for example, how do I take a proper history? It's okay, You're, it's never too late to learn how to take a proper history, mm -hmm. how, to, how to do a proper examination. And once you get those in order, no one else can make you feel less about yourself because you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And you need to work on your communication, mm -hmm. on your teamwork, how to deal with difficult doctors, difficult consultants, difficult patients, difficult. It will take time, but it will humble you. And you will start knowing how to deal with things once you start practicing. You won't know from day one. It's yeah. okay. We all struggled. It took years. I'm in my third year of the job, and it's still very hard. Some days are better than others, but you need to practice until it will get easier. And what I would say is don't, like, don't overshoot with confidence, <laughs> but don't take yourself lightly. Like, you graduated med school. You know something. Yeah, you know something. You know at least one thing. <laughs> and that's enough, you know? Yeah. Like, you are good enough for this. You have a certificate that says so, even if you don't believe in it. Yeah. And be in an environment that's helpful for you. Mm. Choose the place that you thrive in. And I think this is the best thing that I could say, like choose a place that you thrive in, be with the people that you feel that are good for you, mm. for your mental health. It's not just about medicine and patients and saving lives. You need to be okay. You need to feel good in order to make other people feel good. So changing your mind, giving up some days, changing specialties, still having other options, it's, to, it's, it's all valid. You don't have to be 100% sure about a specialty from day one. You don't need to know everything from day one. Always ask for help. People mm. are there to help you. Even if like one person said no or like was mean, always move on to the next person. Yeah. There are so many people yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, plenty of people. And you can learn from everyone. Like I always say this, even if your team is the most annoying team in the universe, learn from the subspecialty. I mm -hmm. used to join like neurology rounds randomly like I go in and I'm like oh what are you doing what do you have <laughs> and they they like it they yeah. enjoy it they're yeah. like oh you're actually interested and you have questions so you can learn from everyone like I literally went down to the biochemistry lab and asked them a question you know, you, you learn from every person in the hospital Absolutely. from the nurses from the microbiologists the ID specialists the endocrinologist I used to join random uh, clinics when I have free time you can just enter and be like oh what patients do you have today can I help you can I read like you can do anything don't feel that you're like oh it's like too awkward to ask especially in Kuwait like that people are too afraid to approach and ask for help when mm -hmm. it's no one is that mean okay I, I know we have mean people but 
the majority of people are actually nice. The high majority. Yeah. Everyone was warning me about how people are mean, people are mean, people are They're mean. They're not. They're the exception. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see like maybe five percent of people, or like, yeah. and it's fine. It's, you you you, you will find them, and you will ignore them and avoid them, Absolutely. and just stick to the good people. And Absolutely. you will find good people every single hospital and every single unit. And you just have to be one, mm. and you will attract one. Yeah. Yeah. My one of my mentors always said, uh, "Your vibe will attract your tribe." And ah, it's it's I like a, that. yeah. I, and I enter the hospital with like the vibe of okay, I want to learn. I'm enjoying this, even if I don't like the specialty. Like uh, currently, I'm doing CCU, mm. and cardiology is not like my favorite. I'm fine with it, mm. but I'm still really enjoying it. Like, yeah. oh, you have a shock, okay? Like you're seeing an arrhythmia, okay? Like you're doing echo. It's it's really important to go out there and learn stuff, even if you ended up not using that. So be curious. Exactly, be curious and always be a student, like forever without having that mentality of a student of yeah. like I'm being judged. Everyone hates me. They want to fail me. No one wants to fail you. Especially if you show up and you're doing your job, that's more than enough. They want you to succeed. Exactly, they do. So the key takeaways is number one, chill out, don't panic, <laughs> we all mess up. Exactly. <laughs> number two, uh, your your communication skills are going to be weak. Yeah. There's going to be bad days and good days. Exactly. And they get better. They do. Then they get worse. Mm-hmm. And they get better. Exactly. Like everything in work. Like everything. <laughs> practice, practice, practice. And I really love the point you made about the environment Mm. because really I can imagine how you can be the best doctor whatever Mm -hmm. but if you're with the wrong people the wrong team the wrong Mm -hmm. location it can bring out the worst in you Mm -hmm. and your colleagues exactly the other way Mm -hmm. and then that'll make the bad on call Mm -hmm. and then last thing is always learn be curious yeah well a lot to to take in I'm gonna try to put this all into practice in my next on call um for just parting words to anyone who's listening who's a medical student or a, or a trainee the, I, I can't stress enough how important this website was for my journey and my getting used to on calls it helps so much because it's that crutch you need to be able to run you know uh, look up every single thing these ward calls happen repeatedly and the more you're exposed to them the better because then you can just do them secondhand. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And I really enjoyed this. It, it, it's, uh, <laughs> honestly, it was a pleasure to have you. Are there any things we can expect uh, changing in the website soon? or? Well, stay tuned. I'm not sure. <laughs> Very exciting even. Yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> and if someone needs me to add something, just DM me Perfect. and I'll add it. Uh, is I always like to offer, is there any social media pages that you want to promote? Uh, yeah, sure. This podcast? Yeah. Med on call. Yeah. Med, Med on call. Medon, so it, that's on Instagram. Yes. Okay. So medoncall.kw. I hope that's the right. Okay. I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pop up. Uh, medoncall.kw. Uh, check out the Instagram. Uh, support this website and whatever endeavors Torah <laughs> <laughs> is Thank doing. Thank you so much. Uh, but please yeah. always, always sh- uh, search your own as well. Yes. Yeah. I, I, this is one thing I wanted to say. Like, yeah. never just stick to one source. You know, mm-hmm. even. Okay, this this can help you. This is a guide. This is the start. But at the end of the day, you're a researcher. You're a doctor. Mm-hmm. You're a sign like you're in science. You need to. You're like a detective. It you can know? change exactly overnight. every day. Guide new guidelines are coming up. Yeah. So you need to have this habit of searching and mm-hmm. like looking for new information and knowing how to help your patients. Right. 
This yeah. is a this is a resource, not a replacement. Exactly, <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, so thank you again. Thank you so much. Well, that's the last sip of coffee for the day. Uh, final special thank you to our guests. Please make sure to follow MedOnCall.kw. Uh, make sure to support the website. And if you like what you hear and see, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next time on The Doctor's Brew. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Doctor's Brew. New episodes to listen to with a cup of coffee coming your way every Sunday on YouTube and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates. See you next time.